save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, 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 Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Either one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Welcome to Lost in America, episode 92. My name's Turner Sparks. I am Kaplan. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at K-A-P. Cap in America. Kaplan, on the podcast today, we have Scottish comedian Roddy McGinnis. It's about time we got to the Scots. Rowdy Roddy, Roddy McGinnis. That, that's what we, we can call him that, right? Rowdy Roddy? Of course we can. It's our pod. We can call him whatever we want. He's coming in. He's going like to tell like the Trump us. To the podcast. We just give nicknames out. Exactly. <laughs> He's coming. He's going to tell us all about why. I don't know his full story. I know him from around the New York City comedy scene. Uh, he's a comedian. He's a, he's a really funny guy. He hosts uh, shows all over the place. He was in Scotland at some point in his life, and then he moved to America to <laughs> do like, comedy, and uh, that's all we know. We're like, going I, in fresh. I detect an accent. You. What are you doing tomorrow? Exactly. Get on the pod. Booked. Get on our podcast. But before all that, Kaplan. Yeah. Tonight. Tonight. We have a live podcast at Stand Up New York Comedy Club. That is StandUpNY.com. Go there to get tickets. But if you don't want to go there to get tickets, check in the liner notes of this episode. We will have a link. All you do is you click that link in your phone. It takes you to the ticketing page. Buy your tickets on the show. Who do we have? We have D.C. Benny. D.C. Benny. You know him from Showtime's Live at the Apollo. You know him from uh, our podcast. Last Comic Standing. You know him from this podcast. We have Monroe Martin. Monroe Martin. You know him from Last Comic Standing. You know him from Master of None. You know him from this podcast. Yeah, and a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. So there's that, too. Who else do we have? <laughs> Who else do we have? Iman El Husseini coming back. You know her from this podcast. She's also one of the uh, fantastic creative right out of she's a Pal- Palestine originally. And she's then my she- favorite Palestinian lesbian. And then she- yes, and then she moved to and Canada. And I know many. I know many. She so that's ca- a high compliment. Canada, and then she became famous up there, and then she came to our, to our podcast, and she became world famous after that. And we have Donnie. And Do we not forget Donnie. Donnie does flying all the way in from China, I believe, yesterday. We splurge on the budget. Yes, we fl- we flew him in. We blew it up. We said, Ikram, yesterday we need some money. Donnie was in Boston, had jury duty. 
<laughs> Which I think is part of the reason I like why we flew, flew him in and he got stuck <laughs> we, with you. <laughs> you didn't really take good care of him. On the one day he was here, they made him come into jury duty. <laughs> Were they waiting for him at the airport? They knew he was he was derelict in his duties? We'll find out tonight on the show. Yeah, I'm going to ask him about being a juror when you don't even live in the country. Exactly. So there, I think there's still a couple tickets left, but we're mostly sold out from what I hear. Yeah, they've been flying like hotcakes. So if you're listening now, right. do not wait. First of all, if you go to this show and you try to buy them there, you, st- you can do that, but you're going to pay more money. Exactly. And then we're going to make more money. You don't want us making more money. No, we, not us. We're, we're flush, cats. baby. Yeah. We're rich. Yeah. I got money coming out my ears. Take some money away. From- Take food for my kids. Buy them online. Speaking of money coming out my ears, Weber's going to be at the show. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> if you have any movie ideas, pitch them tonight. Pitch them to Weber. Blue shirt, sad news. He said it cannot be there, but he said thanks. He's working he's work, on- he's on. He's in Philadelphia in that thing for the pod. He's on pod business yeah, in we Philadelphia. Can't talk about it. Secret business. He's suing people's pants off down in Philly. <laughs> We're not allowed to talk about who he's suing. Oh, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he said kisses to all of his fans. Hope yeah. He misses you. <laughs> XOXO. <laughs> and he'll be exactly. eating a salad in your memory <laughs> yeah, in Philadelphia. A turkey sandwich. Ton of other people are going to be there. All Adam Val Levis. We have so many of our former podcasts. We're coming back just to hang out, just to glad hand. It's like you know when a, a Syracuse basketball game. You know how you get John Wallace and all these other Derek Coleman. They go back for the Big East tournament, yeah. right? Billy Owens, because they're not famous anywhere else in the world except for that one specific event once a year. Same things happen with us. We got all these people come back because they're famous from the pod. They want to get their fa- they want to get their uh, uh, hand shaken by some of the big listeners. Yeah, so I'm gonna show up in like a jump sh- like the the track suits that those guys wear to the games. Exactly. Just walk around <laughs> walk. the concourse. Yeah. So we got all that going on. But if you can't make it, if you're in some other country, if you're in another state, no excuse. Fly in. If you're in another country and it's not Canada or Mexico. Then you got ex- what you do. No go excuses. To, go to excuses no excuses, feel. but go to Amazon. Go to LostInAmericaPod.com before you shop on Amazon. That uh, click the banner. It'll take you back to Amazon. Do your regular shopping percentage. What you buy comes to us. That's great. Cap, should we get to Lost in America? Uh, yeah. Let's play the music. Play the music. I'm lost in America this week. Always lost. Always lost. But this week I'm extremely lost because my parents recently went, they were telling me over the weekend, to a Civil War reenactment in these United States of America. Why didn't you go with them? Does any other, in any other country, do they do war reenactments or do we do war reenactments of other wars? Like what I want to do, Revolutionary War. I think. I think this is a billion dollar idea, but I would stay with me. <laughs> I want to start doing Vietnam War reenactment. That's not a billion dollar idea. That's Let a just billion dollar idea. That is the opposite. That's a you're gonna lose money. Why? We'll fly out to Vietnam. It's a great okay. vacation uh, spot anyway. Well, oh, you could do it in Vietnam. In Vietnam. You know, like I just purchased the DVD of the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl winning. Uh, season and I'm gonna watch it whenever I'm in a bad mood. I mean, when I'm down, I'm just gonna. It's gonna pick me up. Great. I've saved the Eagles Super Bowl my DVR. Same reason. Anytime a Syracuse game or a World Series of Phillies game comes on, I'll watch it. You know what people don't want to watch? <laughs> they don't want to watch wars they lost. No. <laughs> they don't want to watch Americans. You don't want to. We'll pick Maybe the battles we won. North- we don't have to do the all the. Oh, all you're gonna the- do okay, very specific. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. Well, the- we took Hill 342 today. <laughs> yeah, Hill 342. Re- 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 of that. The 101st Airborne. No, I'm telling you, the Civil War is great because that's a war 
People like to remember when there were wars they could everyone supported. There was no like anti-war movement. Everyone didn't support the Civil War. <laughs> well, it, who, it split the country in two. Literally, everyone. I no, I meant support. nobody now. Everyone, your side, you damn Yankee. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, what's but, California? <laughs> we were Mexicans. <laughs> all right, the Revolutionary War. I think they do reenactments of that too. We okay. all supported that war, right? Everyone supported that because like, you know, the bloody Brits. Yeah, fuck the Brits. Yeah. Fourth of July, I hope everyone enjoyed the fireworks. <laughs> so you don't think people would like that's a Vietnam? That, that's why we do the fireworks. We're celebrating a war we won. That is a war reenactment. We itself. don't have like a day where we all get carried on the roof and drink and barbecue to like. But uh, here's just hear me out. Tickets aren't that expensive to go to Vietnam. Right? You fly in. Okay, so saying it's a local thing. No, you fly in from the United States. You get it. You get uh, allow. We we block off because. We block off a portion of Vietnam. You know, maybe we do in Cambodia. <laughs> it looks like... I've been to Cambodia. It looks like Vietnam. Right. A, a lot of the war movies were actually shot in Cambodia. Right. We did we, we did a better job bombing Cambodia. We actually fought in Cambodia. Yeah, yeah. yeah so well. you go out there, you get a vacation destination. There, yeah. yeah, you get a uh, you get to go to the beach. They have great beaches in Vietnam these days. Beers are cheap. Um, it's a fun time. You get people love pho, the noodles. Right. Vietnamese food's all the rage. Well, the Vietnamese might be pro this. And then yeah, it's good. It, it builds their you economy. Get the conjunction with do you, do they do they don't do this. And you went to the Vietnam War Museum, right? I've been there in so Vietnam. So it's a big propaganda thing for Vietnamese. So do they, they don't do reenactments there? That's like a very American thing. I don't think anyone in the world does reenactments. Like the British don't no do reenactments one. of all of the many wars they won before. So we branch it out. Right. We start with Vietnam and then we start franchising. Franchising. We right. find a guy, uh, like our guest, maybe Roddy or yeah. someone else, that they want to open the branch in England in, or in, in, yeah. in the United Kingdom. And then we do it over there. Uh, we could get the Falcons War involved. We can <laughs> I mean, get... I'm, I'm a big Zionist. I would love if I went to Israel and they had reenactments of like this Yom Kippur War where it starts with us all fasting. Yes! And then we're like awakened. Yes! And all of a sudden we're fighting and we're winning. Or, or yeah, the Six Day War. It's a bit the of a Six Day but War. It's not, yeah. now, it's, now we're talking. What's the war? Um, uh, war on drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we could do a reenactment of the War on Drugs. That has sure. Been, again, we'll a it, losing war. Losing <laughs> war. <laughs> we'll get into Baltimore. Do we? We'll go to the low rises. Right. We could do now. You could do the Iraq wars. This is what's great about the reenactment. We won the actual. Wars. <laughs> that war lasted two weeks, and all we did was drop bombs. There was no ground troops. Well, that's what's great. You sit there, you take a video game. There's two different wars. We won them both. We don't have to get into what happened afterwards. We don't want to get into that. <laughs> you don't leave. The war ends with George Bush on the um, USS Intrepid. It, it ends with saying <laughs> mission accomplished. We get a we can probably get Bush to do this. this not, what else he's doing? He's painting. He's got nothing going on. All right. He, he needs the money. So what about Korea War? Do we have anything with that? Sure. It, and the Korea War can end with Donald Trump like bringing back the remains of everyone who was lost in the battlefield. I think that war's almost done, or did it end a couple weeks Trump ago? Trump ended it. A few weeks ago <laughs> in Singapore. Trump ended it. Remember the pod? Yes. I think it's a great idea. What do you think? I don't think it's a great idea, ultimately. I think it's a. I like the franchising, because I think the other countries don't know about it. You got a franchise. I just think the Vietnam War is a really... You don't want to start with Vietnam. That's <laughs> not the place That's to start. not where we start. You <laughs> might... World War II, greatest generation. Bay of Pigs. I would love to see a reenactment of like dropping atomic bombs. Wait, that's actually a good idea. No, we start. There's another war everyone supports. There's no anti-war movement anymore with the <laughs> World War II. Normandy. We start at Normandy. Really I nice. like it. I think it's gonna happen. And I got one more thing to say. Yeah. Ents is an app. Ents your favorite war reenactments. T- tell your war stories. You can get it in the ints. Uh, you can get it in the app store. It's up to five minute audio messages. We also, what's the event coming up? We got uh, yeah, July thirty first. There's going to be a party on the Venmo rooftop here in New York City. 
Ent's launch party. And if you want to get a Venmo card, yes. a debit card, the original, you're going to be one of the first people in the world with this. Yes. You go on Ent's, E-N-S-E, and you enter a story about a Venmo experience you've had. Yes. And you hashtag it Venmo card. Also hashtag it Ent's party. And you get invited to the party. You get invited to the party that way, and you're gonna get you're gonna be one of the exclusive people who can get a Venmo card, debit card, so that you can get your when you get paid in Venmo from someone, you can immediately put it to use somewhere else. Hell yeah! And you get to hang out with you, Kaplan. You get to hang out with me. You get to hang out yeah. with Roy Wood Jr. from the Daily Show is gonna be on this rooftop. The big the big three of comedy. They call the us. big three of comedy. Our upcoming guest, Roddy McGinnis, the big four, the four horsemen. He's gonna be there too. Yeah. Everyone's going to be there. Who's not going to be there? Ikram's going to be there. We might try to get Blue Shirt involved. Get Blue. See if we can slap a couple lawsuits on people while we're up there. Yeah, it's a rooftop. It could be dangerous. I could get injured. (laughs) (laughs) Class action, baby. Let's get everybody injured on that rooftop. It's going to be amazing, Cap. Let's get to our guest, Roddy McGinnis. Yeah, bring him in. Come on in, Roddy. We're back with our guest, Roddy McGinnis. Roddy, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, so we were just talking off air about, uh, oh, you were about to tell us, but I said save it, that you went to Maine for yeah, 4th of July. Yeah, back from Maine, from Bar Harbor in Maine, which is also the best name to say in the Scottish accent, Bar yeah. Harbor. I only know it from, isn't it a Billy Joel song? He's got no Scottish accent, though. Something about Bar Harbor. B-A-L? B-A-R. Bar Harbor. I don't know that. Different, different harbor. I only know Allentown. <laughs> yeah, he's got some Long Island no, harbor. It's a, a lot place. of harbor songs. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. So up there for Fourth of July, celebrating the American holiday. And yeah. It's what? How do they? Style. But as someone who's Scottish, mm. you must you enjoy and you like to stick it to the English, right? So. Um. So, nah, no. I don't <laughs> mind the English. My my oh. sister oh, was wow. English. My niece and nephew are oh, English. I mean, you, your eyes widened as if I was. Sort of That's the first I've ever heard. Every other Scottish person I've ever met has been like, "Blah, fuck them." No, <laughs> look, I'm I'm a product of the 20s, 21st century, and the mm. 20th century. I was not fucked over by the English. Right. <laughs> I have no no axe to grind nor cross to bear against them. So, they're fine. <laughs> I mean, their gover- governmental system is not exactly brilliant towards us, and we have our own. It functions. In a very weird kind of appendix sort of way to the English government. I live here now. <laughs> there you <laughs> and, go. You're uh, out. Yeah. Well, I give it another year and I can apply for citizenship. You might, you're going to do that? Oh, yeah. Dual citizenship. Wow. Dual is pretty good. Options. My wife is Chinese. She has to choose one or the other. She has to choose. Yeah. China won't do nah. dual. China and America don't. Don't see eye eye. They agree to disagree on that. Scotland, <laughs> Scotland is just Scotland one of these America. weird countries that America doesn't really care about. They see us as a kind of almost Tolkien entity, sort of it's a, like, a novelty. I think it starts and ends with Braveheart. Yeah. What Americans know of Scotland, correct? And yeah, they, completely you, true. Glasgow, is that the place? That's the place with the castle on the hill, right? That's Edinburgh. That's Edinburgh. Oh! That's Edinburgh. Yeah. Oh, I've, been, I've been to Edinburgh. It's a beautiful place. Beautiful. It looks like a fairy tale. It's, uh, I, <laughs> I worked as a, a ghost tour guide uh, in Edinburgh when I was a student. Uh, Edinburgh is a city that's built layer upon layer upon layer it's uh, got it basically the old city would burn down and then they just build on top of it so those caverns underneath and they have these guided ghost tours under the catacombs of edinburgh and i've become very more scottish all of a sudden yeah. having just suddenly talked about it no that's good it's what a kind of ghost? city I ghosts all, all all manner of ghosts They're, they don't exist obviously but any sort of ghost you can imagine well, you were the really tour guy yeah, yeah don't spoil it <laughs> <laughs> this is a ghost that once had a head chopped we off had a uh, a <laughs> medium on our podcast is that what we call them a me- uh, her yeah, yeah she was a medium she was a medium she was a ghost 
she can see ghosts. Well, she thinks they are ghosts. Oh, so you're, you're, he's saying he doesn't. That's believe what I'm it. saying. We got to yeah, get her back on. You guys, absolutely not. Debate ghosts this. don't exist. Oh. Not a thing. It, I've spent so many time, so much time underground in these apparently, quote unquote, haunted places just by myself. <laughs> About half an hour on it, because you start off not as a tour guide, you start off as the jumper outer, which is a person like that to waits. scare people. Yep. No. Uh, <laughs> yep. Wait, you guys did that uh-huh. to to convince them that ghosts do exist, so more people will take oh, the just tour. To, just to just scare them, them at the end of the tour. Um, so you they, wear they build, no, a big massive cloak with a hood, and you'd wait. <laughs> oh. Right, and the person would build tension throughout the story that they were telling these people, and then all of a sudden you'd. <laughs> And then like, I, I feel like I, we call that a haunted house. Yeah, yeah I got punched in the t- in the face with a by a Finnish tourist once. Those Finns <laughs> do not have a sense of humor. Did no. you guys? You know? I thought you were saying that you would uh, like places that they'd be like, listen for the ghosts, and then someone be in the back like shaking a stick. Nope, no, no, oh, none okay. of that nonsense. It was a big payoff as big, opposed to the sort of you know good. piecemeal nonsense. No, I've spent hours underground by myself in these haunted locations and not seen anything. So ghosts do not exist at all. Well, they don't exist in Scotland. You can't say definitively they don't exist. Let's be yeah, all right, cool. I cannot empirically say that ghosts no. do not exist, but in my past experience of being where ghosts are meant to be, oh. I have seen now ghosts probably exist in Wales. Oh, That's... Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. were you doing comedy in Scotland? I did before I was, you came here. I, I was part of a thing called the Edinburgh Review, which is a Edinburgh University Comedy Society, which where I started off sketch that... writing and stand up. Not very good either, but. That's where I got my start, and then and what is that? What is the Edinburgh like? Edinburgh. Is it, it's a a major. You can major no. In the it? Edinburgh Review is a, a society, uh, like a like Glee Club or something. Oh, got right. it. Like a um, club. Was yeah. being the ghost part of that or that? No, that was just a, an, <laughs> Two a, a thing I did to kill time in the evenings oh, while okay. getting wildly drunk <laughs> in uh, in the middle of Edinburgh. Um, no, I started off there and started doing stand up badly and acting in sketches and writing sketches badly and in, so in Edinburgh it's, it's still going. Which is quite a cool. Thing. And they oh. so like in this is in university. Yeah. And they teach you how to do. Oh, they don't stand-up? teach. It was just a it was a, a collection of people that got together and decided that they wanted to do comedy and they That's put on good. performances in a, a basement in a place called the the Cannonsgate Pub, which now is quite nice, but uh, once upon a time was dingy as fuck. And yeah, we got ramshackle audiences down at this little place and uh put on i feel like we still do that yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's it was it was a sort of railing against the the only form of comedy that was in edinburgh university at the time which was improv the improverts ah yeah, yeah. yeah. Improverts. it was uh, a guy called ben verth who now i didn't know him ah, no, he, he <laughs> owns and operates a very successful comedy venue in edinburgh called the monkey barrel he was the founding the father of the edinburgh uh, review and he didn't Sorry. want to do improv and decided just to start his own thing and i was lucky enough to be part of that so you didn't? Did you do improv as well or no? No. So you God, just did no. it. Yeah, he's, good. He's not <laughs> we don't like improv on this podcast. I, I need preparation and practice. <laughs> Listen to it, then we like it. Uh, yeah. No. So I started, I was at Edinburgh University. I'm from Glasgow, which is the sort of dirtier, dingier yeah. city. I've always said um, Glasgow is to Edinburgh is like Gotham is to Metropolis. It's <laughs> like Edinburgh is shinier and better built and more interesting to look at. Uh, strange, but Glasgow's a lot more in fun. Glasgow? Or, um, or is it, it was filmed a lot in Glasgow, yeah. but it's based in Edinburgh. Okay. And Ben, who uh, we're uh, speaking to him, he remember the scene where they're running from the security guard. Yeah, yeah. He mapped out the distance that they ran to go from Princes Street all the way up that street and down to where he gets hit by the car. 
is the most dedicated security guard you've ever <laughs> met in your life. It's like four miles. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one is chasing a man that far. Especially on Harold. No, Scott only bragged about they could run 500 miles. I walk. Uh, oh, I walk 500. 500. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I walk 500 miles. Run 500 miles. Yeah. We'll walk 500 miles. The job of an app. You've yeah. got no idea. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> what got was the there. difference in this? Was there comedy? I guess I assume Glasgow. I mean, had a yeah. scene as well. Um, the two major comedy clubs, uh, one major comedy club with two venues is the Stand uh, in Glasgow and Edinburgh. Those are the only two venues really that I knew of until I got to Edinburgh. Um, and up until recently, where? Like, they had Jonglers, which I don't know if you ever heard of Jonglers. I heard of that only because didn't they rip a bunch of people off and, like, mm. not pay people yeah, or something they went like that? They've been, they went into administration a bunch of times and they were... What does that mean? Uh, kind of like not quite bankruptcy like so they come along and say you're such a pleasant way to say it yeah right. he's like you're not sensible enough to run your own business you've your got we're we're, we're taking the reins and you need to pay all the tax that you haven't been paying it was a it was a shit show that was just populated by stagadoos and hen nights that were out eating chicken wings and watching stand-up comedy <laughs> <laughs> Gavin, how much of that sentence did you I understand like that. I, I remember when I actually had the book for train spotting, and I know in the back there was like a glossary. Yeah. For Americans yeah, it's written in phonetic Scots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stag do is a bachelor party, yeah. and night's a bachelor party. Yes. Yeah. I, don't, I forget what the rest of the sentence is. Uh, and they were just sitting watching stand up comedy, eating chicken wings. Chicken and wings, I guess. Hecking, heckling, <laughs> just being drunk and obnoxious. That's still a lot of comedy clubs in America. Yeah. Think, right? It is. Yeah. It's the closest thing to like a, an American comedy club that they had in uh, Scotland. The stand, however, um, was a, a sort of temple of of respect of comedy. Like, the stand in Glasgow and Edinburgh is a, 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 a venerated venue. They've got one in Newcastle now as well. Um, so, yeah, the, the, there were very few actual proper venues in Scotland. Lots of little but gigs. But yet the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. That's a different matter altogether. Yeah, 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 because that's, that's in Edinburgh. That's in Edinburgh. And that's, and like, the biggest... Is it the biggest comedy festival it's, in the world? No, it's the, it's the largest international arts festival. Uh, Montreal is the biggest dedicated comedy festival. Okay. Um, Edinburgh, and I did, as part of the Edinburgh Review, we put on a festival show. And I, I would did imagine. It for four, I was there four times, and it's mad. It's insane, and I, it's the population jumps to about 800 million people and from what what's the normal oh population of um somewhere in the hundred thousands i i've not i, I could <laughs> yeah. somewhere so I, I don't not a huge amount by american standards but it skyrockets to the point that everything becomes a venue shakespeare is done in phone boxes yeah right. yeah yeah and also what i've heard i know people who've done it and they say like you have to apply for your venue, and yeah. they might say, "Yeah, you can do a com like good news. You can do a com one hour comedy show. Mm -hmm. Bad news, it's at like nine a.m. every Monday, or yeah. no, every day, but at nine a.m. Right? Yeah, there's a, I've and got a friend who's doing his uh, one man show at eight twenty in the evening in an Italian restaurant. But eight twenty in the evening is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I've literally known people who had eleven a.m. This is still not bad. Um, ours, in I think, Italian is... restaurant, do you get, get pasta with that? Or do you get... <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask him. Presumably <laughs> not. Scottish you got to do a lot of pasta very... jokes. Yeah, it's a comedy <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a restaurant. His name's Gary Sansom, and his one-man show Shut is up. called Bald Man Sings Rihanna. So if you're going to the Edinburgh <laughs> Festival... That's the other thing! There's so so Gary Sansom. Everything that needs, like, a Catchy hook name, or yeah. needs a story, right? Um, is that not the case? Yeah, it's usually there's some sort of through line with most of them they, they, that's a specific one bald man sings rihanna is pretty good uh, uh, a lot. that gets me in the door i'm in i mean <laughs> even if they don't know how to make al dente pasta if they yeah, it's a bald got, dude singing rihanna i'll <laughs> find a way to eat it's a it's a hell of a place and it's a thing that everyone should do at least once but i wouldn't advise doing it more than once as a performer 
So you were there and um, your whole life, I guess. And then when did you decide? Why did you decide to come to New York, the United States? Um, graduated university, got sick of Scotland, moved. Um, oh, you weren't there for very long. What in Scotland? I mean, your whole life. But you came. <laughs> I thought you were there for like ten years doing comedy after no, college. No, 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 no. You came pretty much right away. Pretty much. You came right to New York, or? Yep. yep. And I've been here for eight. Anyway, yes. So yeah, what was it like when you got here? Cold. Comedy wise. Um, comedy wise, when I arrived. In terms of, because how long had you done comedy in Scotland? Oh, a couple years. I'm not sure, actually. And this is the thing, doing comedy is not in anywhere near the level I, or the regularity that I do it now. Um, that the, makes the, sense. The, the, the amount of gigs in Scotland are vastly, is vastly outweighed by the number of comedians. The number of comedians in Scotland is enormous. You actually have to go to England, Wales, and Ireland and travel about the place in Australia and here to do or get any sort of cover any sort of ground career-wise uh there are i mean outside of the stand um at the time when i started there were not very many i think i can name off the top of my head four independent gigs in edinburgh oh wow that, and they didn't run with any sort of regularity they just kind of happened every so often and they weren't necessarily like paying shows no god no <laughs> so what? Why I talked to some um, English comedian a few years ago who was telling me that like, oh, it's way better in England. It's way easier to like make a career as a comedian. You don't even have to get, you don't have to be famous. You don't have to be on TV. You can just just so many shows and so many yeah. things. Yeah, a lie. In no, in England, yes. In Scotland, there, there again, there are people who would book these shows in places like Perth or Aberdeen and or Inverness, but you'd have to a be on the good side of the book or be having been around in comedy long enough to, for them to want to have you do it in the first place. And I was this jumped up student who was not very good at comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was never... I was never asked. Well, that would be the case anywhere. Yeah. If you're two years into comedy, in, it's going to be hard no matter where yeah. you are. So I moved here and uh, haven't improved much since. No. no never look Still. Back. Well, never look back. <laughs> I go back every so often. <laughs> It's it's not that's such a non-American thing you just said right there. Yeah. What was that? I haven't improved. Oh yeah, oh. No, and not every American. No, it's going great, man. Yeah, uh, working hard, yeah. getting paid, you know, making yeah, making good very, money, but it's hard work. Very doer and self-effacing people, the Scottish. We're, we're we sort of lean into the 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 um, sense of inferiority that we have as a nation. <laughs> but no, I, I much better here. The the idea, I'm actually pleased that more Scottish people stay in Scotland. Because <laughs> right. if they'd move over niche. here, I'd be fucked. Because you're unique. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a unicorn. I actually don't know. I think I know one other Scottish comedian that lives in New York. Don't say his name. Her. Yeah. Her, no. don't, don't even worse. Charlotte McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> She's also, very good. Booker. She do the pods. No. Look, so yeah. but, but when you came, because here's the thing. For me, when I went to China, I went right after college. Same as yeah. probably when you came here. And... But it was like pretty easy in the sense that like everyone in their head was like, oh, you're just going to China and you're it's going to be you and a bunch of Chinese people. But that's not the case because there's these expat communities that all make it really easy to like, that's yep. my group. Those are the people I'm going to hang out with. I'm going to play on that soccer team. Any Scots I'm going to drink. Uh, yeah, there's Scottish people. There's <laughs> Irish people, English. There's everybody, you know. Uh, Des Bishop was out there. I don't know if you know Des yeah. in New York. Yeah. Uh, so then you just like, that's my crew. It's like a ready-made. I'm going to hang out with them. I'm going to fit in. Boom. But you're, but when you come here, no one. it's not that case. It would be that case for Chinese people if they came here because there's a Chinese community. There's like an Indian community. Chinatown. What? Yeah. <laughs> Chinatown. China, that's exactly. There's a town. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have just Scottsville. Just hanging that's what I'm saying. So then how did you, that must have been way tougher. Um, to not have Scottish go. people hanging about. Um, not particularly. No. Really? No, no, not at all. I didn't I didn't lack for a 
a sense of is identity. Is it just because everyone loves uh, uh, Scottish people? No, no, not everyone loves Scottish people. Americans? Scottish people don't even love Scottish people. I feel Scottish like Americans people. do, don't they? Americans do, but in a sort of novelty kind of way. Like, oh, look at you with your skirts and your weird instruments <laughs> that you play. And now, I, I, I wasn't disappointed that I didn't have Scottish people to hang about with. Americans, I found, were far more interesting. Don't yeah. know why. We're interested. Well, mainly because you're more open about your feelings and about how you think about things. You're, well, open and honest and upfront, but simply because you have no sense of secrecy, uh, personally. It, it's, it's, it's regarded as a... Are you trying to say shame? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have no sense of shame. To open Especially up, the younger people. To open up about yourself and to be honest and to be emotionally available is a thing that Americans pride themselves well, on. Well, because we all have podcasts, so we need things to talk about. Yeah, it's true. Every, it comes from a place of vanity. Yeah. They've been raising the idea that they, too, are the most important person on Earth. Anything so to get ev- more followers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right? Fuck yes. that nonsense. <laughs> I, I've, I've been having this ongoing argument with my wife about the nature of social media. And I completely fucking hate it. I hate Instagram and Facebook and Twitter less so because it's just a, a free-for-all of noise. Yeah. Well, Twitter's just a cesspool, which yeah. I kind of enjoy, of just everyone yelling yeah. at each other at the top of their lungs. But some people are funny when they yell. True. So that's, why yeah. it's, that's why it's the best of A the lot three. of Sam Kinison made a career out of it. Like, I... Sam Kinison was on Twitter? Whatever. <laughs> 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 but Instagram feels fake and audible and depressive. Like, it makes me really sad at times. Well, like so now just, because it's such an American, like, uh, as you say, it's American thing. Do Scottish people now, are they doing, are they like, is America vanity influencing Scotland when you go back? Um, or do you see Not that? in the way, it's. Uh, not in the, not in the. Not in the same sort of level. Not the same. They, they embrace, obviously, social media and all that. But I don't think it's quite got to this, this sort of point of needless self-promotion and needless attention seeking it seems it feels fake and like the taste of rubber and i don't like it and it's uh, you see these little snippets of joy and it's 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 a strange thing because we all exist as a large community a small community but there's thousands of us as comics and you see a couple of people you know at a gig and they're all having fun they're like oh hashtag blessed and, like, sort of <laughs> and that's you that's the sort of shit that you do yeah and you think sure. to yourself what am i doing that i'm not just out right now why am i sitting here eating a doritos locos tacos on the toilet like looking at instagram not that i've done that wait um, eating the tacos on the toilet oh yeah no i mean <laughs> cut out the middle man. and you're looking at me <laughs> saying hashtag blessed <laughs> at the lantern i'm living my best life <laughs> obviously um no i you, you see these things and you feel because there's a, a cognitive dissonance in the fact that life is not like that that is pictured on Instagram constantly. But in sure. my mind, because I'm actually quite stupid, I think that that is what someone's life is like all the time. Oh, Not I see. Not consciously, right. but just subconsciously. Everyone's I, I, having a good time without Yeah, me. and it's uh, a ultimate formal. <laughs> like, I when think I was in high school, form. Oh, no, sorry, when I was in high school, it's like I would be like, I'd hear people talk about parties on a Monday, mm. and I was like, I didn't get invited to that party. <laughs> so like, and then it'd be like, it makes you feel bad, but like sometimes you just wouldn't hear about it. So you feel better, but like the Instagram thing, it's like, yeah, if those parties are going on now, I would be following all the popular girls on Instagram. What about the ones them I didn't the hear about? And then, like, then I would be like, uh I think, Kaplan, how seriously do you take, so Kaplan's 40, I'm 36. I don't know how old you are. I'm 31. 31. Okay, so I don't take it that seriously. Do you? Well, like, I don't, I don't when I look at that, I don't think that it's real. Maybe because we existed before. Well, yeah, because I think that it's, I can see through it like it's being phony. Because we're like, I feel too bad. old I almost? I feel bad for the people who are going out at night 
like and taking pictures and wasting well, time. Cab and I have been unless a podcast to promote. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do. It's not our fault. <laughs> but but like, we've kept. We've been at bars before. I remember being like when I came to visit you maybe ten years ago. Being at a bar where it was the first time I ever saw it. Like there were six girls at an empty bar. And they circled around themselves and were taking all these mm. pictures of themselves, basically selfies. I don't think we call them that at that yeah. point. And we were commenting on how, or maybe it was at a dance club, but no one was on the dance floor except these six girls by themselves. They didn't yeah. want to dance with anybody. And we were talking about how we were commenting how ridiculous that was, just as a thing to witness. Right, but then he's sitting there on the toilet watching this picture. <laughs> well, now oh. ten years later, it's so yeah. normal. But I mean, you can identify it as phony. Right. And it, that's all very well for you, but I'm a moron, and I see these things. <laughs> no, and you're I not. Think, I eh, think allow, allow me that. And I see <laughs> these things, and I think to myself, nothing at all. But I, I feel this little twinge at the back of my head of like, I could be doing that. Why am I not doing that? Why am I not the person out there doing all right. this? It's, it's motivating, though. It's almost like a coach like sending you like, I figured out how shit. <laughs> get out there, get back out there every night. Stop watching. Yeah, but what if you're one of the guys that doesn't live off that type of motivation? Right. <laughs> every player is different. I would have lived off. Every like, player get back out there. Why am I taking a night off? No, <laughs> there is. Coaches. Okay, I figured out how I, I see, see what you're saying with this, how I agree on this, is that I do have that experience when I see not, I don't give a shit about people at a bar hanging out mm. Uh, it's only, that's what I'm saying as a community of comedians. It's only with comedians. I could give a fuck about someone that, in the middle of Utah that's just oh look at my dashund. I'm like oh yeah, that's right. very nice. Dash. Comedians should be out with there. Comedians, like... I even I don't care that they're hanging out. What I do care is that when it's like some big festival that I never even yeah. heard of, almost a cap saying with a party, yeah. and everyone I know is in this festival. <laughs> Wait, and I'm like, know. how did I not even hear about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Even, not... and it's it's in New York. It's like down the street, it's next right. door. And without Instagram, it's you like, never would have known. The like, Carolines oh, was... comedy competition or something. Oh, I'm like March I'm, Madness. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. Literally every comedian I know. Sorry, right, Turner, I wasn't invited to either. <laughs> you guys are both <laughs> start a. It, it, but I do have Joe Schaefer and Gus Tate to be like, because they're bigger assholes than I am. And I'm like, hey, do you guys hear about this? They're like, what? I don't know what's going on. I'm like, oh, okay. Joe Schaefer's, I won. I won. <laughs> everything. You didn't know? <laughs> At least none of us know about that stuff. Um, it, it makes you feel better. Like, did you see that case about the, the thing this week with the, on Instagram where there's this couple, they were on a plane, and they were like, they, they, there was like people in front of them. They, like, mm. they were like basically flirting. And they like live streamed it the whole ride. For hours, I on did Twitter. see this, and they think why, yeah, and then they think this is the gr- in their minds, and I think the gr- was it's the gr- a stupid. I don't know why Captain and I both seen it. I think the girl was British. That's right. Live stream their. Can I explain this right. a little better? Yeah, yeah. please. So yeah. here's what happened: is these two people, this uh, girl and her friend, were like going onto an airplane, mm-hmm. and there's some. They were in two separate seats, like right. different rows. So they went up to one of the people, and they were like, "Hey, can one of us? Can we switch with you?" Right. She was with her boyfriend, I think. So they switched seats, and they noticed it was a girl. They, the girl they switched with was single, and she sat next to a guy who was single. And they were like, "Oh, what if these two people fall in love? This would be great." And then they watched them the whole flight, and they went, and they like, yeah. by the end, they were, le- they were leaning like, on each other of them, and like with like captioning it to mm. all their f- millions of fo- thousands of that followers, and, they, and it's just so tasteful. creepy. You're fucking spying on people, and yes, then, and from a and like while they're flirting, and like there's this whole what I was thinking of when you were talking about like people's brains have changed. They think like that's okay. Yeah, like, such narcissism. The, the, like, the acceptance that that's yeah. okay behavior, whether it is okay behavior or not, is up for anyone's own judgment. It's but not. you put that back thirty odd years, and the same principle of going on a flight with a video camera and being like, ah, look here, yeah, look, ah, <laughs> right, what you can't see is me orientating what I can imagine to be a sort of Panasonic eight hundred. <laughs> oh yeah, just yeah, taking a, a huge that's ass. A, yeah. uh, that's a beta cam you're doing there. Yeah, <laughs> like a like a like a uh, morning news camera <laughs> on the side of here. Wait. That's 
That wouldn't be acceptable. <laughs> Although people would see it, though, at least. They would be like, Just off. filming the people in the yeah. row in front of you? Like, yeah, that's repeating so that joke. Awesome. Exactly the same principle. The only thing that's changed is the date. Yeah. So, so what have you done with that? Have you unfollowed? Because I actually, when I experienced that, like, F you to every comedian I knew, <laughs> I just I just unfollowed all of them, and then life was fine. Again. I, yeah, I've yet to decide what I'm going to do about it. I, I'm currently in the sort of hiding in my cave and plotting my revenge <laughs> mode of it. What I want to do is come to the point of having just business cards with a telephone number on it and not even have it connected to a phone. I want an answering machine. Wow. I just want an answering machine where people can call me up and just leave messages for me and I'll call them back. And that will not replace social media in any way. And the argument I have with my wife is that she says, and is completely correct in saying that in order to be a comedian, this is exactly what I need to do. There are things like, it is an essential part of it. The social media aspect. I know, and that's what sucks. And the thing is, like, there's people like Ari, like Ari Shafir is like, I'm off of social media. But oh, the good. thing about him exactly. is he has an agent and a manager yeah, yeah. You're who You're off take... social media. You're on Comedy Central. There's a... <laughs> exactly. They take all of his calls for him, and they do all of his bookings for him. And then I just saw something like Simon Cowell. It's like, yeah. I'm off of social media. But yo, you all have assistants yeah. that you pay to you do all this crap well, for you. We you have Manager Todd. We have our manager, Todd, he could be who's just my friend who wears a suit a lot, so I tell people he's my manager. He's the manager. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tell him to take care of it. We don't pay him anything. That's it. I'm deleting my account right now. We have now. our lawyer, Blue Shirt. Maybe we'll get him on. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a mess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly. Can't wait till we do our in spot. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no what, what I want to do is try and figure out a way where I don't need social media, and I think, unfortunately, it might have to be the point of Simon Cowell or... or Who's the other guy? Ari. Ari Schreier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who, who is well, that? They're at the, the same level. Ari is yeah. the comedian with the answering machine. That could be your Sim- Simon Cowell is way bigger in England than Ari Shafir is in, in America, by far and away. I think Simon Cowell is bigger everywhere too, than but... Ari is everywhere. No, Simon Cowell. So I, I was thinking of Simon Amstel. Sorry. Oh, who is, uh, who's that? Uh, he's a comedian who is way bigger relatively oh. in England than Ari Shafir is <laughs> <laughs> in America. Simon Cowell. Yeah, Simon, Simon Cowell is enormous. Simon's. Simon Amstel. Uh, is uh, worth a look. Incidentally, he presents Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Oh, I've heard of that show. Yeah, it's uh, it's very, very funny. It's Uh, great promoting for other comics here. So now that you're here, Mm. do you feel like you're in New York City? Like New York City comedy is pretty fast-paced. I think rapid-fire jokes, do you know what I mean? And... Um, my, ex- I, I have never been to the United Kingdom to do comedy, mm. so I'm only judging based off people I've met abroad who are from there. It's, I think New York's more fast paced than ever anywhere, even L.A., San Francisco, it, yeah, all in, that. In, in terms, well, in terms of just the the style of comedy, the style, yeah, yeah. and that's uh, a, a Scottish comedian whom who's very funny, also Raymond Mearns. Uh, when he was at Stand Up New York, said um, it's they're so aggressive. It's aggressive. He he just yeah. got finished watching Donnell Rawlings. However, oh, like, Donnell was on the pod a few weeks ago. Like that's I mean Donnell's a, a case on himself, but yes, they are <laughs> aggressive, and audiences are more receptive. They go to a comedy club and they're there and they're willing to laugh and want to laugh. Scottish Scottish audiences, I think you kind of have to win over a little bit, which it makes it's, it's not difficult if you've been in America and been in. In uh, New York comedy, like you just keep battering them until they give in. Oh, so they do give in to that? Oh yeah, they give in eventually. Because I've seen like the big stories, which I think is like an Edinburgh thing, mm. right? To tell like a bigger, like it's like usually a deeper message. It has more of a story to it. Yeah. Am I just overgeneralizing? Am I wrong? No. Um, I think what well, at the festival, the UK comedy. I mean, uh, whatever. Uh, well, UK comedy through and yeah, well, yes and no because you get these joke smiths like like Jimmy Carr or true Mark Nelson is also another fabulous Scottish comic. Um, 
you don't need a through line for that nonsense. But uh, yeah, there's a sort of tendency towards a narrative. Um, Stuart Lee is a fantastic oh, yeah. narrator or nar builder of narrative. He did a sort of deconstructed version of the Owl and the Pussycat. <laughs> look, look it up. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's worth it's worth a look on YouTube. It's it's he reads a verse and then deconstructs it in a hilarious fashion, and it's it's worth that sort of thing and exists in the UK more than it does here. And that is a very British thing. And audiences, I think, would be far more sensitive, well, far more accepting and ready take ready to endure that sort of thing in the UK than they would be here. I don't think the American attention span is quite <laughs> quite strong enough or quite mm. long enough. To it's not. And it's getting worse. So. I've yeah. <laughs> and it's getting it's <laughs> Because of shit worse. like Instagram. Yeah, shorten it up, guys. Fuck that noise. I find that San Francisco is the mo will stick with you the longest. Out of the places I've been. And D.C. as well. That's because really we're attention. a European city. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a lovely place, and I'm sure they're lovely. So I'm when sure you go back, do you, are you, do you feel like you're more of a New York comic? Yeah. By far and away, I'm not a Scottish comic. Yeah. Um, well, I am in the, so much as I'm a comedian from Scotland, but I wouldn't. Nah, I don't have the style or the timbre of, of a Scottish comic. I don't think. Tone of voice. It's all <laughs> sure. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> timbre. Timbre. Is your uh, is your wife American? She's American. She's from Maine. Oh, that. Oh, that's why that you were in Maine. Yeah. Back to her family's. Yep. Yep. Was up there visiting her family. Who's and my father-in-law is nor I called James Bond. Her maiden name's Bond, and his name's James. Oh, wait, really? Yep, <laughs> and he's the least James Bond man you ever did meet. He's oh, a, okay. He's a, he's a mild bigot from New England. <laughs> a mild bigot from New England. Shout yeah. out. James Bond wasn't a bigot? No, no. Well, <laughs> aye, he was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was. Awesome. But a sexy bigot. a black bigot. James Bond, right? Wait, a so black James Bond. They've talked I, about I, that, right? Are they yeah. doing that? Yeah. I, I, I'm a Bond aficionado. Oh. I love myself some James Bond. I, will, I, I, would, I would have no problem with a black James right. Bond. Female James Bond, however, that's where we draw the line. <laughs> we're drawing a little too far. Cannot it's be like done. like Ghostbusters. I was going to say, we already gave them Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> we, we gave them too Ghostbusters. Far. <laughs> we're too far. There are, there are, there are bespectacled women all over Brooklyn scratching their nails against their own temples. They're not listening to I, this. No, they're not. But They've still. given up long ago. I, I didn't say it was in relation to your podcast. Yeah, just <laughs> that they're doing. That we gave them Ghostbusters. They took Ghostbusters. That's Look how that turned out. How Castle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Kate McKinnon's a hell of a character actor. She's in it? Kate McKinnon? <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> He's not going to. He'll be damned if uh, he ever sees a, a woman Ghostbuster. <laughs> Very long ago. We gave them the vote and then goes. It's a slippery slope. I've been saying that for a while. <laughs> what are your? I just don't mean it. With your, have you been? You, what are your thoughts on Maine in general, beautiful. like outside New York? It's yeah. uh, no, it's a beautiful place. Uh, wonderful coastline. Kind of like Scotland, like in it used to be part of the same landmass. So yeah. Right. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, it's, it, lo it looks much the same. Pangea days. Yeah. Oh wow, we're going way back. <laughs> I was trying to figure out when. I was comedy in the Pangea yeah. day. What do I connect? My son's a big aficionado in Pangea, so I've learned a lot. Is he? Oh yeah. Russia and, and Pangea. Yeah, well, yeah. His that, son's five. Six oh, or five. But big into geography. So And cool. what about your family in, in, in Scotland? Are they do they come here? Were they happy with um, the uh, Maine uh, They've uh, they've been at Maine. Uh the my mom hates New York with a burning passion. Uh a lot of Jews here, right? Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> she's just. <laughs> she didn't like Ghostbusters either. Oh, she. No, she. My mum. My mum actually was would probably be pleased by the idea of a of female Ghostbusters. She was a second wave feminist. She's like seventy three or four or something. It's her birthday first next wave month. and second wave. I'm on an island here. First wave is Emily Pankhurst <laughs> throwing herself in the, you know, the horse race tracks, and the second wave is the bra burners <laughs> in the nineteen sixties. 
No, oh, the bra burning. She was a bra burner. Yeah, that's oh, I know that. I'm a big fan of the second wave. I think. Yeah, this is who needs bras. Yeah, you say that, uh, but then you go for a period of time without them, and gravity takes over, and it's just a sure. I'm sure it gets messy. Anyway, she was um she was of a generation where she when she was 18, she got to open her first bank account, but her father had to go with her, in you know because bitches be crazy. Oh, that's what. <laughs> not an age thing. No, it was a it's a time thing in the 19. Oh wow. Oh, 50s, I'm not gonna let my daughter open a bank counter. Huh? <laughs> no, but the, the, the point the point is that she was of the feminist ilk of where she actually had to fight for things that were only, well, like being, the, the ability to open a bank account by yourself as a woman. Wow. Like, that's proper feminine. Like, she right. would have to had to have fought for things. Like right. she, was, she was around when the pill came out, oh. was produced, which is a terrifying fucking thought. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Mums was fucking. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. It's, she doesn't like New so York. So they like the people she, in No, Maine? she fucking hates New York. My dad likes New York. But they like the family in Maine? Uh, yeah, no, they get on well. And Do you guys have kids? No, not yet. And they're both artists, and my dad makes stained glass windows for a living. And but they're back in Scotland. Yeah, in Glasgow. And Glasgow. yeah, I can't draw to save myself. So. so when you go back to do comedy, are you just like, um, are you head? Are you just a king? <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Are you selling not. out? No, no, Christ, no. I actually yeah. haven't uh, gigged that much in Scotland. Uh, you haven't got back much. No, I, I've, I've gone back every so often. I get gigs. I get the gigs at the stand, at the Monkey Barrel, and little venues here and there, but. They don't know me. I'm not a known entity. Or they did know me then, and that's the only image they have of me. Oh, there now. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. Sucks. I know it's what you mean. not. I've been back and I've done well. And couldn't you fill a, a place with just the, like everyone knew you in high school who's like, did you hear Roddy's a comedian? Oh you Christ! I mean? uh, he they, wasn't going to the parties. Remember? No. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was. I was sitting at home just being fat Look, and weird and awkward. Looking at Instagram. Oh yeah, you were fat when I met you a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, right? I, I was fat until oh. a couple years back, yeah. And what you happened? stopped drinking, right? Quit drinking, lost a ton of weight. Uh, oh, I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, there'd be nothing to you, though. I was rotund. You were I not was, very, no, you were not I, very no, I say you was joking. But is it harder to be a comedian thin? Yes. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's a great <laughs> question. Absolutely. You really? Yup. Yeah. When you people have like cheekbones, you cannot be self-deprecating. Oh, yeah, people love fat guy, funny fat guy. And the thing is, I, I and I still do. Especially I, a funny Scottish fat guy. That's, a, <laughs> that's even <laughs> Oh, yeah. If I was your manager, I'd say gain that weight back. And put a, like, wear a kilt. Really <laughs> lean into the hack. <laughs> a kilt. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a kilt. Go but full I, hack. No, a kilt, I, yeah. I, I absolutely, you know, I'll show you a picture. Not that anyone listening to this can see. No, we'll, post oh, we'll, it. Yeah. we'll put it on uh, Oh, you weren't that fat. You weren't that fat. I would have said gain weight. But here's the interesting thing. When I was that size i didn't see that i saw this which is the other picture of me thin now i like body dysmorphia exists in a kind of weird not in this in a sort of like you I'm see the skinny you saw you well, were he, bigger, you, but you, you were drinking a lot so you yeah. see you see yourself looking yeah bad you're too. fuzzy anyway <laughs> <laughs> you see yourself in there's the mirror. two of me and they're both sex <laughs> yeah. uh, that's no it's, it's a strange thing that you don't it's a relative perspective of your own self-image because I never saw in But that mirror. sounds like a positive perspective. It does. It is, I suppose, when you're a big fat man. Uh, but <laughs> you weren't that fat. No, but here's the thing. Comparative now, I look at that compared to me now. And it's, uh, you are obviously seeing something different than I'm seeing. I have a different perspective because it's me. It feels different from the inside. And it's way colder now. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one told me how cold the winter actually in is. In New York, you gotta be fed. Oh my god, it's fucking miserable. You gotta beef you, up for the winter. What do you do with your clothes when you lose all the weight? Threw them out. You, oh, so you're really? That's, that's going. Yeah. That's having that's faith really in yourself. Like, that's really like a Ginny uh, Craig commercial move. Because yeah. I lost <laughs> a lot of weight at one point, and I was talked into getting rid of most of my clothes. 
And then the weight comes back, and all of a sudden, I have a button down. You gotta like, you bastards. <laughs> so, no. That's oh. why you just wear sweatpants. Sweatpants, yeah. That's a safe move. <laughs> yoga pant? No. Only yeah. by sweatpants. No, I, I have a couple of shirts. Couple of, I, I sleep in my old t-shirts. <laughs> I, like, they're enormous. Like, you could, I, my wife could wear them as a, a dress. Like, just put a belt around them. It's it's bizarre. Wait, but to back to the comedy. That. How's yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> this is super interesting to me. Yeah, so it really is more difficult. Yeah, God yeah, damn you have it, to, I knew you it. have to write jokes and stuff. All right, my my like impression, my my respect for fat comedians just went way down. Yeah, oh, yeah. Justin Smith just, just does an awesome. Or, or, he's, it's so simple. I don't right? know who that is, but <laughs> no, Justin's very funny. Was he you in should look him up. Ghostbusters too. <laughs> <laughs> what way feminism is Ghostbusters? Women's. <laughs> What wave were we at? <laughs> well, yeah, crazy. I'm not sure. What yeah. wave were at? Oh, so really Cap had this question. I'm stealing yeah. it. But who are you rooting for in the World Cup? See the way you said the Brazil. No, I mean, <laughs> oh, not not England. England. No, England, Croatia. You're not rooting for England, right? No, okay. absolutely not. I don't. You I threw don't me dislike... off with your, with your not partying on Fourth of July things. So no, no <laughs> I, 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 I don't dislike English people, but I will not abstain from the Scottish Schadenfreude that goes along with seeing England crash and burn out of sporting events. Yeah. Like you, they're, 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 they're I don't begrudge them anything except their own arrogance <laughs> in, certain <laughs> <laughs> in certain fields. That's all. That's, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't wish to see them suffer, but I wouldn't right. cry if they did. Yeah, because it's hard to explain <laughs> to an American because, like, like I, he just mentioned my son. He's into geography. Mm. So then he's arguing with me. He's like, Scotland's a state because he sees the United Kingdom on the thing. I'm like, no, it's a, it's a, it's a country. It's a nation it's a nation. state within it's a nation. the United Yeah, Kingdom. so it's very – but then it gets confusing because you have your own team – yeah, yeah, we never play together, obviously. No. What if there was like, yeah, they can never work out a deal on that. They so do in the rugby. They rugby? The, yeah, teams they aren't the, good enough. Is that why they, they have play? the British Lions rugby team? Right. This, yeah, it's, <laughs> the teams aren't good enough. <laughs> 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 but like, Scotland, Scotland is not great, but uh, Wales is fucking phenomenal. Oh, Wales, Wales, yeah. yeah, Wales is Wales is the only country I think that will never be able to separate themselves from England. Scotland tried and failed, and it was a source of great misery um, in the referendum uh, a few years back. Wales doesn't have the size or the economic power to do so. Scotland, incidentally, is going to be one of the countries that you fuckers invade eventually because we have massive oil reserves. Yeah, Trump's, got all those golf courses. Oh. Trump's got a lot of golf courses there. So, so we've already yeah. invaded. <laughs> <laughs> I got news for you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> We're already there. I had a Scottish friend I met in Thailand, and uh, Phil, shout out if you're listening, and he was Phil. working on the uh, oil... Uh, yeah, he would work off the coast in the oil business. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Oh, do they go to like the Middle East? A lot of Scottish people. Scotland is the only country that sells sand to Arabs. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. They don't need to go to the Middle East. Right. Uh, a, Why does that sound ridiculous? It's, there's a there's a, an old saying of being like be able to sell snow to Eskimos. Ice cream to an Eskimo. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because the Scottish people in the Northern Isles of Scotland have pure white sand made of shells, and they export it and sell it to the shahs and sheikhs of the Middle East because they want. Pure white sand surrounding their palaces. Wow. Oh, I can't yeah. believe that. It's like the palm trees. They have to grow Are those, is that the yeah. sand from the Trump golf courses? Yes. That's, no. <laughs> it's on these beaches off the like uh, harried, Scot harried coasts of, of the islands in Scotland. And fuck that guy. And Scotland, incidentally, uh, puts up a good fight against Donald Trump. We are the most voracious people when it comes to telling him to fuck off in a big way. We will follow him about the place. We don't care about his secret service. Shooters, we don't care. Fuck him. Like my my mum said to me, well, I don't want to come to America. If I saw Donald Trump, I'd shoot him. I'd shoot him dead. <laughs> but you people can't in America just, say that. If you're you listening, secret service. Yeah. Just, just, just saying, you can't be saying that over the phone. <laughs> I'll get deported. We have I'll a lot have... of secret service listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so what they do in their downtime. Yeah, when they're not, this you is know, a great part of partying in hotel rooms. 
Wait, one thing we skipped over. So why? What was the decision to come to New York? I don't think we asked. We um, oh yeah. Combination of being bored of Scotland and mental illness. <laughs> That's about it. Okay, let's go. Bored of Scotland because it's where you grew up, and you're yeah. just like, I want to see something else. Yeah. But it was and a comedy. Did you take a job like a, in America? Nope. Or just nope. I arrived here with two hundred dollars and a suitcase full of clothes. Wow. You're so fat clothes. Yeah, fat clothes <laughs> at the time. Yeah. I was actually slightly skinnier, and it was America, and America it made fat. me fat. Yeah, they yeah. call it like the America 15. Wait, fish. but the second part, why? The, what do you mean mental illness? You mean because you wanted to I'm, be a comedian or no, something? No, I'm quite mad. I'm, Are you genuinely I'm, I'm genuinely, genuinely, uh, gen, genuinely mentally ill. <laughs> and why does that lead you to come to America? Um, because that's sort of rational decision you make when you're a crazy person. <laughs> I don't know. Land of the crazy. Yeah. We take you in. I thought I'd just blend in. Yeah, sort of like New York's walk, the place. Where walk into the walk into the. So it wasn't comedy related. It was. It was in so much as I I didn't want to do anything else with my life, and at the same time I didn't really have any other options. Like I didn't want to pursue. I, I got a degree in neuroscience of all things. Wow. Yeah. In Scotland. Yeah. Which is the same <laughs> as neuroscience. Here. Again, such a Scottish <laughs> like eh, eh. No, it's downplaying. You have it. the same neuroscience there. Yeah. Oh, same right. same brain and central nervous same system. Brain, so. Yeah. And no, I didn't want to work in a lab and I didn't want to pursue college any further. And my father wanted me to be a doctor mm -hmm. and I did not want to do that. And it was a cause of much disdain and wailing and gnashing of teeth between oh. me and him. It's a very Jewish story here. And so I, be a doctor now, yeah, be so I came to New York to be drunk and mad <laughs> and do comedy. And now you're sober and married S and still mad still mad. And, still mad and still doing comedy badly. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, my timing's got better, but other than that. Great. Well, all right. We're about to get to the news, but before yeah. we do, anything you want to promote? What do you have coming up? Uh, um, hosting a show that I'm kind of trying to brand at New York Comedy Club called Get Your Act Together, which is uh, providing comedians with good quality tapes at an excellent venue in front of a fantastic audience. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is something that people lack and need. And there's always a great fight to try and get this elusive, perfect tape. So uh, that's my... That's that's my new platform. I'm I'm. And when's that? That's July twenty second at New York Comedy Club, just down the street, seven p.m. Uh, I'll, I host the Old Man Hustle. Have you ever been to Old Man Hustle? I've never been there. Uh, I've seen like literally everyone po again post dude, about it, right? You yeah. Hashtag. You you need to do it. You need to do it. I would love to. It. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny wee bar. It seats eleven people at most. Oh, Stand at, with standing room. It has room for about twenty people. It's owned and operated by a called Ed Farrell. And it's a bear of a gig. I host it mainly because I get to talk to people, and crowd work is where I exist. It's yeah, yeah, I, you're great at what that. I do. Because uh, I don't, I, I'm not a comedian. I have a, I have a bag of hosting tricks and an accent, and that's about it hey. for me. <laughs> and no, it's it, if you die on your arse at Old Man Hustle, there is no worse death. There is not. It, you, it's just awesome. dying <laughs> in front of eight people who <laughs> like, and they're all semi drunk and didn't even know the show was going to happen. But on rare, on not rare occasions, on the weekends. Uh, you get these people who come dedicatedly for the show, and you get twenty-five people in that room. And if you do well, it's it's like knowing it's like it, it, it's like knowing the love of God. <laughs> it's pure sunshine, and it's brilliant. And you need to do it. And you okay? I want to do it. Wait, when do Where you do it? Old oh. Man Hustle. Um, next time tomorrow, I think I'm there, or Wednesday, I'm there. Oh, tonight, I'm back again. Oh, tonight, oh, we have a live podcast. We have a live podcast. Don't <laughs> go to that. Stay New York. Do but you, you host there like yeah. regularly? Yeah, a couple, okay. couple times a week. And it's um, seven nights a week. It's yeah, they do a show every night at eight o'clock. All right, where's the location? Uh, it's on Essex Street between Hester and Grand. Is get that on, Lower East Side? That's Lower East Side. You get okay. on the F train down at the Delancey oh, that, stop. I know exactly where that. Yeah, it's you. It's a lot. A lot of people. A lot of comics go there and. 
they die and they say it's just a miserable affair and I'm never <laughs> going back and this is just not what I do comedy for and fuck this place and they don't understand me. Oh, man. Yeah, and those and it's like Fight Club, like that line in Fight Club where you say the first time you go, your ass is a wad of cookie dough, but yeah. you come back and you're carved out of mahogany. It's the same thing. If you die there and survive and come back to destroy, you are an infinitely better comic due to the process. And it's those little gigs that make New York so wonderful in comparison to Scotland and Scottish comedy because those things don't exist, mainly because there is no wherewithal to put these gigs on, despite the fact that Edinburgh Festival has, you know, comedy everywhere. They're not sustainable. There isn't the crowd enough to come out and support these gigs. Whereas in New York, we live in the same population density as Mumbai, which is what, 30 or 30 something thousand people per square kilometer. And there, there is that Mumbai. Yeah. You tell your tell your son. Thirty two thousand people <laughs> per square kilometer, same population yeah. density as Mumbai. That he doesn't square kilometers is tough to explain. <laughs> <laughs> Seven maybe. It's we'll like a that. mile, <laughs> but point six. <laughs> yeah, I'm not teaching the metric system for stars. That's close. Is it? <laughs> yeah, one know. one point uh, Give it to me in miles. I, I'm not six, teaching him right? that. I've no fucking clue. A five kilometer run is three and a half miles. Right. So yeah, yeah. All right, first you're telling me women get about bank accounts, now you're telling me I gotta talk in kilometers. No. All Miles. right, good, sweet. We'll see yeah. you there. And also, August eighth, I think you're going to be at the uh, Friars Club. At the Friars Club, yeah. yeah. Oh, we thank you for Friar the invite. For that. Of course, <laughs> it's going to be a blast. I wanted you to host. Uh, I don't know if it's going to end up that way, but I was. Tell- I recommended you. It was like simply to be there is a privilege enough. I think. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure to get a schwitz while you're there. (laughs) (laughs) At the Friars Club. (laughs) We'll go to the sixth floor steam room. (laughs) (laughs) room. That's what I always wanted to do. I was saying that to people, and it's a big deal to me. Me too, yeah. It's it's the fucking Friars Club. Pretty cool. You say that to someone in Maine. I mentioned it offhandedly to my uh, uncle-in-law, and he's like, oh. <laughs> oh, he didn't know? No, no. Oh, I no. was telling people in New Mexico last week, and they were like, "That's amazing." The well, Friars Club. Well, fuck you. Certain you're, people. You're, you're, yeah. <laughs> right. New Mexico is a more sophisticated crowd. I guess. So. <laughs> Apparently. All right, let's get to the news. Yeah, the music. Play the music. news story of the week. This comes to us from the Huffington Post, Scotland. Really? Huff- Post school? They, they have their own Huffington Post? I don't know. I made that up. Oh. I just, I just they refuse to read called. the English one. <laughs> they have their own news. They have their own news. Huff Post school. If the Loch Ness Monster is ever found, Scotland has a plan for what to do. This says animal lovers will be happy to know that Kill Ness- it and deep fry it. <laughs> deep fried Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Um, the plan stipulates that if the, if the creature is captured, a DNA sample should be taken before releasing him back into the lake. God, these Loch Ness monsters that's are... The, that's the whole plan. They're still... Cool. Like, <laughs> we, we think they're just like white Americans. They need a DNA test the second they like... They this know. is a very American thing to do is get a DNA test. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's they a need very, to find that's out... That's a very Scottish thing to do is like, hey, we'll take his DNA bit back in the water. The water oh, do you mean to throw it back in? Yeah. Is this is the Loch Ness monster like the Loch Ness monster Native American too? Yeah, that's what he wants to find out. <laughs> if it's like part black or something. Like, that's why, some, that's why we get our, our DNA test. Twenty three and me. Yeah, yeah, it's all to find out yeah, if we're uh, they, they apparently less own white. the intellectual property to your DNA. They do. The, the company the intellectual. That that's your brain. The the IP to your DNA. No. So so I have read. Yeah. They they have if they they. Once they sequence it, they, they own it. 
Oh, once you give it to you, you do it. If you give. By it the way, can I say it. this? Worth it. Yeah. If I get to find, if I get to go into an in, a casino, I get to find it on part lock. This monster. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally worth it. Or if you it. can get a scholarship out of it. You're <laughs> exactly. No, I see that, that, that. That's another thing. that's only a symptom of America. You don't. It's not as popular in the UK. That the, the lock to get a monster scholarship. DNA. No, wow. No, to do your DNA thing because you get you do it to me and it's just one big green circle. It says Scotland. Of course, because right, we're all we're the only here. assholes in the world who do that because well, we all aren't. Secure in our own selves, well, so we want to figure out from something well, else. Because we yep. know we're not from America. You know <laughs> no, I mean? we like, hope we're not from. No, we, no, hope, <laughs> well, we hope we are. We hope we're native. Pocahontas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> hope we're Native American. Yeah. So. Uh, but we all, the, like, the worst possible fear is to find out we're from England. But then huh. that's what most of us are. Yeah. Um, Mayflower babies. Because then it's just, yeah, it's bland for some reason. But I'm just wondering, are the people sitting outside the lake, like this? What lake's the Loch Ness monster? It's lo- yeah. So they're it's just sitting there waiting with like a, with the swab. <laughs> they're just gonna like, get them. It's like, in it's in Lake Ness. Like, like, <laughs> just looking for years. Have they been before this? They were planning to shoot it, or like what was the plan? It's it has and has <laughs> always been a tourist trap for Americans. But, it's how the Scottish cut. Which is more likely? That's why they have a DNA test. Ghost or Loch Ness monster? Which one is more Loch Ness monster? Because it's the only you know. Thing that we've been selling to Americans for the past is Bigfoot years. Scottish as well. No, no, that's I American. I think. I think it's Sasquatch. That's that's, that's from here. American. That's particularly you guys. We got to do his DNA swap. It's, it's one yeah. third of the Scottish economy is the shortbread and tartan tea towels that we sell to Americans. <laughs> what tartan tea towels? <laughs> what are those? Those are tea towels made of tartan what's fabric. A, what's a tea towel? What's a tea, a tea, tea <laughs> towel? Like a dishcloth. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, uh, yes, it makes up a lot of a bulk of the Scottish economy. How annoying is it to you? Because I'm looking into your eyes. How annoying is it to you when people don't understand you and then think it's funny? Absolutely not annoying in the It's slide. not? It's, it's for part, real? Yeah, no. Oh, okay. I live for that shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I live for people As you going, said, mm-hmm. if there were too many Scottish people here, it really. Yeah, men are intimidated and women are beguiled. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. What a life. Life for Riley. All right, next news story. Also from, should we do the Huffington Post? Let's save that one yeah, for the Let's go out of order. Let's bookend it, yeah. Next news story. Next news story. This comes to us from Fast Company. What is that? I don't know. We're digging deep on the internet here for this <laughs> we one. We got a team outside. of it. Most of the plastic in the ocean comes from just a few polluting countries. According to research published this year, up to 60% of the waste... Uh, plastic waste comes from five countries, China, Indonesia, Philippines, Vietnam, and Thailand. The five countries could reduce the plastic leakage by 65% and thus cut total garbage leak 45% by 2025, the study says. Cap, what say you? No wonder why that joke you do about the uh, catching the fish with the with the soda thing. I haven't done it on stage yet. <laughs> oh. I've only done it on the podcast. Oh, uh, the joke you want to hear my new favorite joke that I wrote? Sure. All right, you ready? <laughs> this joke killed in Asia. This joke kills on the pot. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I guess it first? Sure. Is it the premise of stringing lots of plastic things together to catch lots of fish? Yeah, but he just gave it away. That's no, all, no, no, no. That's that's also, he did it last week. I was so. in, that's also the plot of a Simpsons episode when Mr. Burns loses all of his fortune. Oh, you're right. Uh, wait, no, no, no. Here, can I tell you my sure. joke? And then you can tell yeah, me if it's, it's a Simpsons different episode. <laughs> all right, you know Simpsons those things? Did it. <laughs> You know, the one the Simpsons did everything. You know that uh, Coke cans come in the six pack uh-huh. and then the plastic that goes that kills all the fish? Yeah. Why don't we use that to fish? But I'm bumped. Hey. That's a joke. Hey. Is it a joke? <laughs> it kills in Asia is my point Because this is pocket. what they're doing is all. This is how they live Literally kills and, this is, and because of them We have to drink plastic paper straws now Yeah. Or what's a straw I can't get what? I get this piece of shit paper straws Yeah you gotta drink out of paper straws now Yeah I've, I've, I've unfortunately sampled those And they don't work 
They, they collapse on themselves. Work. They disintegrate. Yeah. And then Who by the end of your dream, work? you don't know how to finish your dream. Paper straw. Paper straw. And it's, like the new, it's the new, like, smuggy, like, the Prius. Th- yeah. years it's ago. the new Prius. Like, I was at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I was, at, I was at a restaurant the other day where I ordered a $7 iced coffee. And I said, can I get a straw? And they're like, oh. Well, we're trying to do an environmentally um, friendly policy. So we only give them if you ask. It's and, extra. St- it's, like, exploding. This is everywhere now. Yeah, they have them. They have them in Maine. That was my first experience of a paper straw, just yeah. right there. And it's like I'm and asking. Guess what? And, and out of anyone, anyone who should have this first, it's the Chinese. They invented paper, yeah. and they can't come up and with a paper straws. straw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fuckers. I was all set to defend China on this whole thing. Oh yeah, well defend them. <laughs> all right, here. Okay, in their they're, defense, they're making us you know what it is? I think cover it, for their asses. No, here's a. It's just a, it's a conspiracy on part of big paper. Yeah. Big paper. paper going out of business in the technological age. What can they make now? Straws. Exactly. No, here I'll defend China. They have paper. too many people. Right. <laughs> that's so. a, that's they have a billion and a half mouths. All those mouths need a straw. It's not <laughs> their fault. We have three hundred million. And how many soda cans? Tell your people. A lot of soda cans. <laughs> okay, now I can defend them because they're the last people on earth still drinking soda out of a can. These fat asses in America, we don't use straws because it's out of a two-liter bottle. People are drinking on their way to the on their way to work <laughs> in the morning. We stopped drinking soda in America. That's, <laughs> that's, that's another how problem. We it. In Europe, they still drink soda. I know sometimes over there. Are you saying what? The, what? <laughs> in New York, I mean, they actually, don't drink I don't soda in the, really. Well, we don't drink it out of no. We cans. drink Saint Croix, whatever that crap's called. Lacroix. Lacroix. We, we drink, <laughs> bubble, we drink flavored bubbly. They call it. It's like is that what you mean? That like seltzer. That's the, the, you're the, talking about self-important Prius drivers. Yeah, I guess I'm mixing. I'm confusing two different things. Right, Americans drink tons of soda, but they drink big cup versions. Yeah. And, and if you went into the middle in of the New country York. and you start telling people, that I'm not going to give you a straw. Riots. Ri- Trump's going to win. Riots. Trump riots in the street <laughs> if people in the middle of Nashville. We need to keep people from middle America, at, from red states, from coming to New York. Because if they come to New York and they get told you can't have a straw, he's going to win in such a landslide. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Now I'm back on first board, First he's coming Matt. for your guns, and then for, uh, the, the liberals. For no, first the liberals are coming for your guns, and they're coming for your which, straws. Which gonna... amendment is that? It's, co- it's yeah. got to be number one. We need to pass. We got to push number two down. <laughs> the First Amendment the first is the new First Amendment. No, the, the free speech is I'm still most important, <laughs> but this is more important than a right to a gun. You're right. Or that's the Second Amendment. Absolutely. I'm saying this should be the new Second Amendment. A I right use, to a straw. I okay. use straws way more often than I use firearms. So yeah, you're I, right. I think my right to straws, plastic, not paper, yeah. should be enshrined within the Constitution. I'm, I'm on for that platform. Oh, that's Art Middle. Official Art Middle. <laughs> that's the official Art Middle take on straws. <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast, the official platform of the Art Middle. The Art Middle. I don't right. know. That's, if, that's comfortably what I say. I'm I'm not a citizen, so I don't get a vote, and therefore I don't get a right to complain. So I'm I'm sarcastic and objective. So welcome on board. Yeah, yeah. there we go. We Alt have Middle. a right to vote, but we usually forget. So. Alt <laughs> centrist. <laughs> Last news story of the week. This yeah. comes to us. We're back at the Huffington Hub Post. Post Scotland. I got, when, I got a subscription to it this week. <laughs> so. Scotland becomes first country to introduce minimum alcohol yeah, prices. I read about that. It's an attempt to curb binge drinking. Uh, yeah, I get it. By raising the price. But all, all that's going to happen is that you're going to see lots of Scottish children without shoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or without clothes or without food. It's just that it's... I like how it's children. At, yeah, what, at no. what age? Is there a drinking age? Uh, 18. And how is Although it liberally applied? Enforced? No, absolutely not. There is... Um, it's, it's been a thing in the culture. Binge drinking is a big thing in Scotland. It always has been. Um, it kind of either 
takes two turns. It either goes one way where it gets worse and worse and progresses through your adulthood, or you kind of learn how to control your alcoholism. Every Scottish person is an alcoholic. You just have to learn how to control it. And or you stop, like you. Or you stop. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, the third columnist. The, uh, no, it's it's 14-year-olds, 13-year-olds in the middle of the street with a bottle of vodka. <laughs> really? Getting, oh, yeah. Getting wankered on the things like Frosty Jacks and White Lightning, which is... <laughs> oh, there's, like, hard limit. We gotta get those. No, it's a two-liter bottle of cider, uh, right. which is not actually made from apples. It's made from onions. And onion cider? Yep. And drink get, anything. Yep. Scottish will drink <laughs> anything. Literally, no. Fuck, we don't care. I would need a straw to drink that. I can tell you that much. And <laughs> it, 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 tastes, it tastes like apple if... Like if, if you didn't know what an apple tastes, <laughs> it's like you never ap- had an apple and someone told you an onion was an it, apple. It yeah, tastes it, like an apple computer. No, it, yeah, like it's like a vague description of what an apple should taste like. Uh, if someone, <laughs> it tastes like a sort of if like, you're drunk, a bad impression of an apple. Right. Well, if you're a 13 year old <laughs> kid, you'll drink anything. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Are onions cheaper? <laughs> like, why not just <laughs> make it with apples? <laughs> pears don't exist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> pear cider, you yeah. bourgeois. You're the Marie Antoinette of ciders. Drink pears. Get your paper strong. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Do people in Scotland look down on you if you skip, tell me you stop drinking? Like, how do they react they to this? They look down. You look at you with great suspicion. Yeah, like what? It's um no. I you one of them. Yeah, t- there's a there's a great stigma in Scotland with alcoholism. To be a uh, like some someone would more readily can like confess to being a heroin addict. Than what was I saying? If you watch trains, like just you know, if you take heroin, you'll stop drinking. That's, That's one a great yeah. way to quit drinking. You also lose weight. <laughs> yeah, great way to lose weight and quit drinking. There <laughs> you go, kids. And you don't have to worry about not having sex. <laughs> Why? <laughs> anyone will have sex with you if you're yeah, a heroin addict? You, well, you won't have the drive, so you... Yeah. Oh! So I'm saying you don't have to worry what's, about what's getting the, laid. What's the line I'm paraphrasing here? But, the, um, the best ver- uh, orgasm you ever had. Oh. <laughs> no, it's uh, people who don't take heroin don't understand that it is completely worth it. Oh. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's something that I never hope to understand or presumably never will, but... For all of our many kids listeners out there, Drink onion cider before you do heroin. Onion cider is a gateway place to start. No, <laughs> dude, is that what we're saying? <laughs> I'm saying don't do heroin. Oh yeah, I don't want to seem like we're pro. It's a gateway people. vegetable. It's a gateway. So vegetable. what is the minimum price though? Does it say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the first minister, do we know who that who that person is? Shout out. The first minister hailed the it's, minimum. Uh, it's what's her face with the with the hair. Um, I can't I can't remember. Her name. <laughs> oh, a woman. Oh my God. What's her fucking name? I've gone hair. Kate McKinnon. She's got hair. No, I sure. <laughs> Why not? Um, Skinner. No. It'll, it'll, She's got the in, hair. In, in about an hour, Murray? I'm gonna be walking down the street and I'm gonna shout it at the top of my voice in 34. <laughs> we got listeners right now. No, we don't. I was it's, gonna say they're oh, shouting it. Fuck. But. I'm not allowed back into Scotland. I just here's the thing. I'm so removed from Scottish politics. I don't care anymore. Did yes. you care while you were there? Not particularly. Do people care? Yes, they do. Vehemently. Uh, the 45% that voted for independence care very much. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. We, yeah. The but first minister hailed the minimum 50p per unit price designed to cut alcohol-related harm as it brought, as it was brought across the country on Tuesday after a six-year delay thanks to legal challenges led by the Scottish Whiskey Association. Uh, that's so those big whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It sued the pants off of them. It's the NRA of Scotland. Yeah, really. <laughs> the Whiskey, whiskey Association. Yeah, because... It, it's but 50p sounds cheap. I don't know what a p is. About, what about, a pence. Uh, about 80 cents yeah. or so? Yeah, approximately per unit. But what's a unit? How does that A help? unit, well... Like a shot? If you, no, no. I, you can keep... Well, I... <laughs> in 80 cents a shot, it's not much of a minimum price. <laughs> yeah, no, it must be less than how that. Many, how many units are in a, a, a volume of alcohol? Well, I'm I, drinking a beer right now. Let's look. Got 12, <laughs> oh, this is fluid ounces. I think that, that is probably about 
one unit. But I think twelve ounce I'm beer. Tr- I'm drinking a can of beer right now. For I, the but it's not. It's not done that way. So kids, if you want to get sure. cheap booze, the policy. <laughs> go to Scotland. It's not cheap. It's the opposite. No, it's opposite. They're it's putting a minimum price. Yeah, but the minimum is fifty p per unit after. A yeah, but that's point. There must be some sort of tariff system. Oh, okay. To it. I'm, yeah. I'm, it doesn't say here. It's not going to be fifty pence per unit of alcohol. Oh, because that'd be a great deal. Yeah, of course it would. And Scotland would cease to exist as a country. Yeah. We <laughs> should be a start a people tariff war. We should start an alcohol war if they're going to do that. Actually, if they made but it wildly cheaper, I think Scotland would just stop. <laughs> like, it, I don't see the fun. Oh anymore. yeah. No, we made it. Oh, if we made it too cheap, yeah, people no, wouldn't. We'd, we'd all people want to spend your money. <laughs> <laughs> we'd all be it's dead. It's a nice. Well, you say because if you legalize drugs, they would get cheaper. Oh, so they course. always say that like you'd have to like put in a thing. That, <laughs> no, they make it better. No, people who say I'm pro legalizing drugs, but they probably say you should put in some sort of control so minimum prices to keep them being too cheap. I see. Because if they're so cheap, then like everyone will be. Doing I'm, I'm pro legalizing weed. I'm not pro legalizing yeah. smack. But yeah, I well, you know, depends on how it's cooked. Depends on how it's cooked. We would have. A Is it vegan? Vegan smack? Yeah, yeah. heroin. I can get behind that. Heroin? If you snort it through a paper straw, I'm okay with it. <laughs> oh, oh vegan heroin right. through a paper <laughs> straw. <laughs> snort things. You, you only got to eat. Oh, these people will never end. The straws? The straws. They're I'm affecting just, the I'm, coke community I'm, I'm, now. My goal is to make this. We talk about every week in the podcast. By the way, it I guarantee you. Nice coffee drinker. I guarantee you, right now in New York City, there are hipster chicks doing coke through through paper straws. And they're, yeah, they're just like, I won't come use a dollar bill to save the environment. Oh. With you, the, you, you, you are a you are a poor cocaine user well, doing it through a dollar. Well, all these millennials scum. don't have. They never have cash with them. They can't use a dollar. They don't yeah, have. Yeah, there's dollar. no dollars. They, they don't never, exist anymore. You can't Venmo card your uh, <laughs> your, your coke. So uh, they never That's and they never have their keys with them. There's always a card now. So yeah, it's really. <laughs> Anyway, that's the podcast. Yeah, thank Roddy, you those, thank you for doing it. Thank you for having me. We learned a lot about Scotland. I think I'm not sure. Good enough. <laughs> we'll see everybody tonight at the live podcast tonight, Stand Up New York. Stand Up New York. We just checked. A couple tickets still left. A few, not many. <laughs> Going like gangbusters. Going like gangbusters. That's it, everybody. We'll see you tonight. Goodbye. Yep. In the meantime, let's get lost. Get lost. When I wake up, well I know I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you When I go out Yeah, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you If I get drunk Well, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you And if I haver Yeah, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who's havering to you But I will walk 500 miles and Every penny on to you When I come home, when I come home.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.